It's time for the movie raid, and tonight's victim is an actor and an author, and that is Peter Mark Richmond, who played in many, many, many films as well as television. Hello. Hello, Mike. Hello. So what's going on? What's going on? I just had my breakfast. It's Saturday morning in uh, Los Angeles in the suburbs of Woodland Hills, and uh, I'm content. Very content. And what's going on with you? I am sitting here with a microphone in my hand. Uh-huh. And I'm talking to some actor named Peter. I don't know. Peter Mark. Yeah. I never heard of him. Yes. I don't know. Some guy thinks he was in like... You're, you're, you're much too young t to hear of me extensively. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> How old are you? Uh, old enough. Old enough. You're about 27? I'm so old enough. I mean, I could totally drink a cup of coffee now without anyone watching me. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. So what's this new project that you got going on? You mean my book? Your book, yes. Yes. Uh, my book is called I Saw a Molten White Light, dot, dot, dot. Molten White Light. Uh, it, it's a, a spiritual revelation uh, that I had uh, when I was uh, uh, six years old. And uh, I came to realize uh, what it is uh, as an adult. And uh, it's something that uh, is very dear to me and my wife and uh, four of my kids. And um, it's a blessing. Mm. It's a spiritual pursuit called Subud, S-U-B-U-D. Mm. Go look it up. Hey, look it up right now. Yeah. Like right now. Well, no. <laughs> you, if you want to, yes. <laughs> Have you ever thought of actually directing some of your stuff off your books? Because I know you did Four Faces. Uh, Four Faces was a uh, a a play that I wrote. Yes. I developed at the actor studio. Yes. And um, I play. Uh, I, I I've done a lot of writing uh, that it, uh, that evolved as I <clears throat> uh, matured uh, as a. Um, as a writer, I'm an actor and a writer and a painter, and uh, I've done a lot of things. No. A sculptor. and I wrote four, four five, six different scenes. Uh, they're more than scenes. They're complete uh, plays, uh, one-act plays, and uh, I was compelled to put them together, uh, and I tried them out at the actor Studio and other small theaters uh, in the Los Angeles, and I uh, had a play, uh, and uh, I did uh, uh, a production. I had opened at Chapman University uh, about 15 years ago, and uh, was very successfully reviewed. I play uh, one of the characters was a, uh, a fundamentalist a pastor. Uh, then the second one was a. Um, a man, Italian American, a man who loses a son on drugs. Uh, then the intermission, and uh, then the third character was a, uh, a character called Gerhardt, who was a former SS officer in, living somewhere in South America, whose grandson comes to visit him, uh, and he's a really a charming, frightening fellow. Uh, this SS officer, former, 
And the third, uh, the fourth uh, character was an, uh, a, uh, it's kind of an up character named Daniel, who was an 83-year-old Holocaust survivor. And uh, that was, there were four completely different characters that I did in, in one, one performance. And I did uh, about three and a half months of the play. I opened it in Los Angeles and played a couple of theaters. And uh, then uh, a friend of mine who saw the play um, invested in uh, uh, a film. So I have a film of, of Four Faces. Uh, it's a terrific film, but it has no sex and no violence in, in terms of car crashes and things like that. It's a very literate play. And uh, so that's it. About four faces. Yeah, uh, you've been in like tons of television, more than oh, what equally between film and television, about equal well, I've, I've done over five, uh, over five hundred uh, uh, television shows, uh, starring roles, and where uh, I guest starred and series and films, etc. Uh, I've been around a long time, and uh, I've done many, 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 many different things, and Broadway, uh, a lot of stuff. No. Well, television has, like, you know, drastically changed. I mean, now you got talk shows and you got you know, reality, so-called reality shows. I mean, do you think it's actually good in this time area, do you think, or do you think it should go back to the old way? Well, I was, I broke in uh, the golden age of television, live television. Yeah. Uh, where you, you know, you, you did a show and it was live. There was no tape and you know, film, etc., etc. We're talking about the year, uh, early 50s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it changed. It was terribly exciting in those days. It was a new medium, and uh, there were writers writing, uh, you know, on the Philco Playhouse and the, all those NBC shows, uh, live dramas, uh, Playhouse 90, and all the, all the, all the kind of shows that were developing new writers, new actors, new directors. I mean, I've worked with a lot of guys from television who became uh, uh, big directors, like Franklin Schaffner and Schaffner and uh, oh, so many. The actors uh, developed their craft in, uh, in live television. Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, now, now it's just uh, more about the money than anything else and rather than you know showing something that people can enjoy it's like you don't see a whole lot of family shows but you see some of them here and there but i mean like something like all in the family something that teach actual values yes yeah uh there there are very few shows that uh i don't watch episodic television i don't it just doesn't uh, interest me uh i don't i watch i watch sports and uh, old movies and the news uh, I'm a big sports fan and football fan and basketball, so uh, those are my main pursuits in terms of television or the news, you know. Well, you think like the older films should, you know, be back on to what we have now as in, you know, kind of a learning experience? I mean, back in the old days, like, you had those gangster films that made huge hits. Well, they were great. They were great films, uh, you know. First of all, <clears throat> the young actors uh, when I see films I, they can't talk you know I'm always turning to my wife and saying what the hell did he say what, what is that <laughs> but, but, you know they, they, they swallow their words and I can't hear a 
friggin' word uh, properly, you know. I don't remember watching old films where you missed every line, you know. Yeah. I don't remember, I remember that. I mean, even when you watch old films, black and white films, the dialogue is crystal clear, you know. Yeah. I don't remember saying, what did he say? What did he say? What? what <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so the the young actor today uh, has a problem with articulation, uh, and uh, and I don't know how it gets by the the, the sound department and mm-hmm. how it gets by the director because the plot when they're explaining the plot and involving the plot, you can't hear all the dialogue. It's almost like with it's like with some bands. It's like when they make a a recording, like when they got the vocalist and then you got a guitarist, and you can hear the guitars all the way through the entire thing. That drowns out the singer. You can't understand what the hell is saying. Absolutely, <laughs> and also it, it, today, uh, the sound of the music is more important than the, the dialogue. The soundtrack, yeah. which they sell, you know, in in films, uh, there's a soundtrack that you, you can purchase. But it, it drowns out the dialogue, and I'm saying, Jesus Christ, would you just drop the, the volume on the, yeah. the soundtrack? I, I just want to hear what the words of the actors. Yeah, you know, I'm up to my ass in films because I'm um, a member of the Academy Awards, uh, the Academy Award uh, Arts and Science, so I have been for years and years and years, in the 60s. Uh, so I'm seeing an awful lot of films so I, I have to vote, and I've seen a lot of films. You know, I'm up to my ass in films and uh, uh, judging films, and uh, I've, I've been on the foreign film committee, uh, so thankfully I've seen all the foreign films that I've <clears throat> going to judge on. But it's a, it's a privilege and an obligation to, to make my choice, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of technology, do you think there should be more or less technology in films now? Well, certain films. Uh, certain films, you know, you know, you could use like that. They're just phenomenal. Like as far as like like with CGI, for example, they use it so much. It's great in some aspects. Technology is so great now. It's it's almost like buying an, a phone. You got so much shit on it, but some people just want you know just a regular phone. Just a phone. <laughs> yeah. We don't need all these apps. We don't need all these ringtones. We don't need all these background. Just give me a damn alarm clock on it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I'm one of those old-fashioned people. Uh, you know, I just want a phone. I have a, a phone, and I have to ask my grandkids how to work this damn thing. You know, because it has a, it has a movie thing, it has a TV thing, and it has a sound <laughs> things that you can do and and re- refer to, and the whole list of. I just want to make a phone call. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's like I don't need a holograph. I don't need <laughs> right. Right. It's like you can tape your game on and everything. Well, I can tape it on a VCR in my own living room. <laughs> I know. I used to. T- I I have hundreds and hundreds of VCR, VHS. You know, and then I I I look at my uh, my. I'm looking at my den now. I'm, I'm I'm turning around looking at the TV widescreen TV, and I have two VH machines, and I have a box for the TV, the DVR, two DVR things, and I have a, another thing that increases the volume of this and of that. I don't, I don't know all that shit, and I can't remember which one was what. <laughs> 
Yeah, film now they get all this high tech technology. A lot of it is very useful. Yes, <laughs> and and all of it becomes obsolete in about two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like with video game system. You got this system that has everything, then you got another system that's bigger and better. Oh uh, well, we don't want this one now. Yeah, I, that's, that's right, and it keeps your head spinning. I'm saying, oh Christ! All I want to do is listen to a voice and watch a TV and. <laughs> Technically, it, it takes. I, I'm getting bored with looking at, you know, this this booklet that uh, translated from the Japanese into Yugoslavian and German. And it, by the time it gets to the English, you know, it's all complex. And, and I said, I throw my hands up at it, you know. <laughs> and I I just have to have my one of my sons come over and say, Would you please just simplify? This whole stuff, you know. <laughs> Could you, like, give me a script of this film so I can actually read it and see what the hell he said? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but how, how do you see film as a whole, in general? Um, I, th- I think there are there are bummers in every year, but there are terrific films. I mean, like, <clears throat> The War Horse. Did you see The War Horse? Recall of it, yeah. Well, that, The War Horse, uh, the Spielberg's film, is, uh, is a masterpiece. It is a great great film. It's not getting the, the, of course the ads are, you know, full page ads, double page stuff, uh, especially during, during the Academy Awards, during the, the LA uh, press, <clears throat> but, um, you know, they're all touting the artist. <clears throat> the, the, uh, the artist is a, yeah, a nice film, it's a black and white film, it's, it's kind of innovative because, it, you know, to see it silent film, it's a terrific film, but it doesn't come anywhere near the War Horse yeah. or, or Hugo. Mm-hmm. Seen Hugo? Yeah. I mean, I, did. I saw that, uh, that was the best uh, 3D film that I've ever seen, and it was uh, such innovative stuff. The, uh, the, the opening shot in the train station is uh, unbelievable. It's worth your going to the film to see the opening shot, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, there are some terrific films, and some of them are very overrated. Yeah, some of them just want to just make a shit ton of cash and just throw it out there. But you know, the words "direct to DVD" is not always a great thing. It just goes. Say that again, Mike. It's the word "direct to DVD" is not always a great thing. Oh, directly direct to DVD? No. Yeah. If it didn't get a feature a feature release. Yeah. Or something uh, that is not uh, appealing to the general public. Yeah, usually usually it's never good when it's go direct to DVD. Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> and then you go watch it, and it's like, I can see why. <laughs> right. All right, go ahead and plug in anything that's, that you're currently in, any of your books, any websites, anything that you like. Promote the hell out of it. Um, is, is this, when do you expect this book to come out? By, by any Idea. Uh, right now, it's uh, going out to publishers. Uh-huh. We'll see. Uh, okay. I hope uh, within the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is any of the other websites you want to plug in? Uh, a website I want to plug in? Yeah, petermarkrichmond.com. There you go. www.petermarkrichmond.com. You'll learn more about me than you ever cared to know. Yes. So do it now. It's got uh, my paintings and my writing and my uh, career. 
Yeah, it's got a whole whole slew of films that you've been in and uh, TV series like Alfred Hitchcock Presents and amongst many others. Well, you got it up on the uh, monitor? No. <laughs> as, I, as I said, uh, the, the one's coming out is called After the Wizard. After the Wizard. I, my first film was a film called Friendly Persuasion with uh, Gary Cooper. Wow. Uh, that was a film that I broke into Hollywood that William Wyler uh, brought me out to Hollywood. Uh, that was uh, my first film. Mm. Um, that was that goes back to 1956. Jeez. So what was about this uh, the film that you're post-production for, The Wizard? After The Wizard? After The Wizard, yeah. Uh, what is it about? Yeah, what, describe a little bit about it, like your character and a little bit about the story. Well, it's a it's a new book uh, based on a new book, uh, uh, um, and one of the books that he wrote, uh, L. Frank Baum wrote uh, about twenty books, and one of them was Wizard of Oz. This is a different book called After the Wizard, the same characters, and uh, uh, it's a family film that um, has the, the scarecrow uh, and the uh, Tin Man. Uh, my son plays the Tin Man, Orion Richmond. And uh, my wife, uh, Helen, plays a school teacher uh, who's retiring. And um, my son in law plays someone who is taking over her job. Uh, he's a very good actor named Lauren Lester. Uh, and myself, I play a blind man on a train. Uh, who meets the Tin Man and the Scarecrow. And uh, when I feel their hands, I'm shocked because it's not a normal hand. Uh. Uh, so uh, it, it's, a, it's sort of comedic, and um, he knows very much about uh, The Wizard of Oz, uh, the literary uh, end of it, the blind man. And... Uh, and, and then it has a, it has a little girl, uh, Dorothy, who uh, thinks she's Dorothy, but she's somebody else. So it's it's a kind of fa of, of a fantasy. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a nice a nice little family film. I rock on. Yeah. And you have no idea when exact day this, or I should say year this could possibly. Oh, I, I don't. I okay. don't. And uh, I have another picture called Mysteria, which is uh, in. It's going to be released this year, which is uh, kind of a mysterious uh, uh, blood and guts kind of film. Hmm. Is this kind of like a torture porn film, or is it pretty much... What? Is it like a torture porn film, <laughs> which means it's nothing but you know blood and gore? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, so is it, is it psychological? Um, I think so. Oh, okay. All right, and you can also check out his site for any updates on these films he just mentioned.